Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, and this is Sunday, June 16th, and happy Father's Day, and I'm sitting here with Mr. Brown, so happy Father's Day, Mr. Brown. Thanks, I appreciate it. Happy Father's Day to you. I, you know what? I just gotta gotta ask, did you at least have a good weekend, do anything fun? Had an excellent little weekend, went camping. Uh, it was kind of the end of the softball, baseball season, so we went camping, relaxed. Not a care in the world, you know, no cell phones really. Went fishing a little bit, and... uh Kind of turned it back a little bit, and now I'm ready to go. So the youth sports grind is gone for the summer? Yes, it is, unless uh, my daughter may play into uh, some fill-ins for travel ball, but that's not confirmed yet, but for the most part, it's done. All right. Well, I, I guess that's a, it's, it's an optimism looking uh, forward to summer then, at least the remaining part. Right. Well, anyway, you ready to do the week that was? I'm ready. All right, pitter-patter, let's get at her. <laughs> Was we kicked off the week? Probably the biggest news that came out that I saw: David Ortiz apparently was down in the Dominican Republic, and I don't know. Would you call that an assassinate? Assa- bleh, I can't talk. Would you call that an assassination attempt? I, I heard that at first, but then I also heard that uh, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, it was. <laughs> you told you're gonna see, you're gonna talk about how old boy might have been messing around on his wife. Yeah, I mean. I don't know what the hit was. I heard there was a certain amount of money they paid because he was messing around with like a drug lord's wife, maybe. I don't know. I know they arrested five people to start with. And then I think I saw yesterday they arrested three more now. So is it is it up to eight? I think I, I'm not even sure. I mean, I guess the amount of money that Poppy has, you wouldn't think he'd be hanging around in a sketchy Dominican nightclub. Well, <laughs> He, you know, he's trying to be a man of the people. It's where he's from. He probably felt safe. And you know what? You saw what his fans did to the boy that shot him. Yeah, that dude was unrecognizable after <laughs> he, you saw him afterwards. He, he wanted the cops to come and get him. So, you know, anyway, Big Poppy uh, had surgery, made it out. Seems like everything's going to be okay. And then the Red Sox definitely stepped in, paid some money, flew his butt up there to, to Boston, and he's been at Mass General and had some more surgery. And I know he lost some intestines and some things like that, but it seems like uh, he's going to be all right. I mean, and, and the character itself, you got to love Big Poppy. Everybody loves Big Poppy. Now, but no one knows what goes on behind closed doors and behind the scenes. But as a baseball character, other than Yankee fans, everyone generally loves Big Poppy. Well, I'm going to say I hope I don't find out what happens behind the scenes because I, I, I want to keep that mystique. I agree with you. Carson Wentz signed an extension with the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, I, I don't know if he's now the highest paid quarterback or close to it. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I own him in my fantasy league, and uh, I don't feel too highly about it. I feel like he's going to get hurt again, and there's no Nick Foles there to save his ass. So I feel like uh, now everybody's like, Dak Prescott's going to get this amount of money. I feel like they're reaching. I mean, the dude obviously was a good quarterback at some point. He showed he has flashes of brilliance, but can he stay healthy? Do you want to commit that much money to a guy who can't stay healthy? Do you know how many games he's missed? I mean, it seems like he's missed – Three quarters of the last two seasons. He's missed eight games in his entire career. Eight games. He's missed eight games in his entire then career. Then why does it feel like he's been out forever? Because he missed the games at the end of the season whenever Foles came in. The games that matter. Right. Okay. And, and then he missed the games at the end of this past season. So he's missing the games that are amplified, so it puts that you know magnifying glass on the game. I'm with you. Missed. I was blown away when I saw eight games. I couldn't believe eight games. I, I don't think that uh, he's warranted that type of money, though. I really don't. I mean, what do you think? That's what you pay quarterbacks now. I think the I think everybody overpays every quarterback, but that's just me. Mm. 
Hey, jump into the NBA. Tony Parker finally caught a career. I, I didn't even know what team he was on this past year. He was on the Michael Jeffrey Jordans. He was the fighting, jo- the crying Jordans because exactly. they missed the playoffs. Exactly. So where do you where do you rank Tony Parker as an all time point guard? Uh, I don't know about where he ranks all time. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Should um, be. I love him on the Spurs dynasty. Man, it was him Parker or his Parker Ginobili and Duncan. And they were they were a dynasty there. So, I mean, really, he should just call it quits with San Antonio and rode off into the sunset. Nobody's going to remember these these past It was one season, I'm was pretty it just sure. One? They just won. And nobody's going to remember that. Like, And he was a bench player for the freaking Hornets. The Hornets aren't going to retire his jersey. I was going to say Bobcats. That shows you how relevant they were. <laughs> I used to be a Hornets <laughs> fan, too. So, I just call them Charlotte because I don't recognize them as the true Hornets. No, but I love Tony Parker. He was very... And and the biggest thing he's kind of known for was what an Eva Longoria, and then he messed that up, right? He did mess that up. But I mean, it, I mean, I hope he's better. You know, he's in the hall of shame now. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. we can say. Yeah, I mean, I love Tony Parker. If you follow women's soccer at all, the uh, women's national team went thirteen to nothing over Thailand. Were you excited about that? No, absolutely not. I don't. I don't have a clue what's going on with that. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Going to hockey, the Stanley Cup Game 7, the the stage was set. The St. Louis Blues went into Boston and walked out Stanley Cup champions. Did you watch the game? I didn't watch the whole game, but I will say it's the first time I've ever watched a um, Stanley Cup Final Game 7. I've never watched any of it. I watched part of the game. I watched the end of the game and saw them uh, walking around kissing the cup. So I feel like I'm growing and learning as a hockey you know, I'm not saying a hockey fan, but I guess learning hockey. I took some big steps. I th- I feel like I have two. Now, I will say if, if I start betting on hockey, I'm absolutely <laughs> going to go in the opposite direction of the bone hammer, and I'll make a lot of well, money. We did. We, we, we won a bunch of money because we picked the Blues. And, we said the know, Blues before it even started. Yeah, because why? Bone hammer picked the Bruins. Absolutely. And, and he, he was good at producing a upset every single round. He just was on the wrong side of the fence. And I mean Boston's strong. They've won enough, right? So it's fine. They don't need another title. It's fine for the Blues to win this one. It's been what fifty years. I, yeah, and they, you know, this is the the Hollywood story, right? I mean, they go from last place, they fire their coach, they get a new coach, then they go on a run, they make the playoffs, they go all the way to the Stanley Cup, force a Game Seven, go on the road and win it. I mean, that's that's beautiful stuff. And I will say this: I don't know anything about hockey. I watched that whole game. The goaltender, who I believe is a rookie for St. Louis, was unbelievable. I think I saw a stat. It might be wrong that they had a losing record on the road during the whole uh, playoffs. That's insane. And then they won on the road, right? And then they won the championship. I'm pretty sure that's a, that's that's true. Well, Somebody can fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that's the correct. Well, either way, St. Louis are your Stanley Cup champions. There you go. Well deserved. Are you a soldier? Am I a soldier? Are you a soldier? Like soldier boy? No, like Kellen Winslow. No, absolutely not. I want no part of that. <laughs> Do you even want to talk about it? Does he deserve the the publicity for even being spoken about? Well, you 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 did catch my attention. I know he was screwed up in the head, and he's done a lot of bad things. So then I'm like, what is he posting about now? So I went and looked it up, and and I'm gonna leave it at this. Like, what goes through someone's mind to think that he raped a 58 year old homeless woman? <laughs> That was just one of the counts. I know, but that's just like, that blows me away. I guess, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, people are screwed up. 
But like that's your target. <laughs> I mean, you you had some money, you know. You, you're in the NFL, but you know what? That that don't cure a disease, and he's got something wrong with him because he has had a a history of legal issues that I, I do not care to recite all of them over the years. But it is not an impressive rap sheet. It is not like smuggling coke or or you know killing a hooker or anything like that. It's always these like weird just absolute infantile things that he's done. And you know what? His sentence, his sentencing hasn't come out yet, but uh, I'm sure um, he's going to find out what it's like to be raped once he goes to prison. I agree with you, but I heard something crazier yesterday. His teammates had accounts that they would blatantly say that this dude in the locker room was interacting like a spider monkey in the locker room. He used to, they say he used to watch porn on his phone when they had team meetings, but like he would go at it in the locker room and they would be like, what is wrong with you? Right in front of him. Because he's a soldier. <laughs> he blew me away. Well, he's uh, going away for a long time. So uh, if you have an autograph from uh, Kellen Winslow or a signed jersey or anything, sorry, guys, it's not going to be worth as much now. Jumping to baseball, we had a, a rarity. We had not just one, but we had two cycles hit back-to-back. One from Otani, who is you know pretty much DHing this year and is, I think, hitting almost 300. He's like 295 or something like that. And then... Uh, the other one was uh, Jake Bowers for the Indians, who hit a cycle the, the following day. I think it was Thursday and Friday, or Friday and Saturday, and Bowers is only hitting like two oh nine. So, you know how how impressive is it to hit a cycle? I mean, it's outstanding. You you were absolutely the the men amongst boys that day. Uh, it's a hard feat. I don't know how many it's happened throughout history, but you it, know. it's it's less common than a no hitter, right? Oh, I think so. I'd have to look at the numbers, but it's pretty outstanding because. To me, the hardest one that gets the triple. You know, yeah. people tend to go deep. Uh, but, like, the triple is the hard. If you get it out of the way early, your chances increase dramatically. I think Bowers got his triple in the seventh inning. Really? That yeah. was his last hit. I think, I think he got it. Well, that's end. awesome. Makes you question the defense's integrity. <laughs> I mean, he was batting 209, so everybody probably said, infield in. Throw this guy a bone. Everybody up. Can, can I say something real quick about Otani, though? Absolutely. Like, People don't understand. Like he's just DHing this year. He's not a pitcher this year. But we're seeing things from Otani that we haven't seen since the likes of Babe Ruth because he's a two-way player. He does both exceptionally well. I know his arms hurt, but to legit have a pitcher hit for the cycle and do what he does, this dude is legit. And the fact that he can maintain both in today's you know athletics, it's unheard of. So Otani, if he can get right as a pitcher, he's going to be something to look he's, out for. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, if he stays healthy, though, he's going to be like the eighth wonder of the world. So I think your I think your your comments are based on optimism, hoping he gets there. But yeah, because you know, it, it's been a small sample size, but definitely definitely hoping that we would see something like but that. I feel like when he was coming over, he was recruited just as much as a pitcher as he was a hitter, uh, if not more so. I think more. I knew him more as a pitcher, to be honest. I did too. So he, it was, he was the pitcher that had a bat. Right. I feel like so. I feel like he's legit. It's just a matter of staying healthy. So and he improved in a small sample size, like you said last year in the major leagues. I feel like the sky's limit for this kid. All right, before we close it out, let's jump to the NBA real quick. Did you see where Kimball Walker came out and said he would not have to take a supermax to stay on the Charlotte Hornets? The Bobcats or the Hornets? The the Bobcats. <laughs> yeah, I mean I love the mindset and I love the fact that he was drafted there and he wants to build a winner around him. I love it. But you know, why? I mean, I love it, but, I mean, you love the, the instincts there as an athlete, but let's be real. As soon as somebody th- throws that max at him, he's gone. 
He's, he's not staying in Charlotte. No, nah, I mean I know Charlotte can do the super max, but he was willing to say he would take less. But I, I'm 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 not thinking it's happening. I've now, already heard the Lakers are hot on his trail already as the third weapon. Well, what did the Lakers do this weekend? Uh, freaking eyebrow to the lake, the unibrow. And who do who do they give up? They gave up way too damn much. They gave up Lonzo Ball. They gave up Ball, Ingram, and Hart, and three first round picks. Including this year's number fourth overall pick. So now the Pelicans have the one and the four. Right. So who's going to be better next year, the Lakers or the Pelicans? Uh, I mean, if AD stays healthy, I'll stay the Lakers. But I don't think it's going to be about a lot. I, I honestly think the Pelicans will make the playoffs. I think they'll be a 7-8 seed where I think the Lakers will be a 4-5 seed. So the the Lakers, I think, have the best betting odds now in the NBA championship. They they must know way more than what we know because that's out of control. Well, think back to your WCW days. Who's the third man for the NWO here? It's going to be Kimball Walker, man. Is it going to be Kimba? It's not going to be Kyrie? Uh, it's not going to be Clay. But Clay ain't going to play next year. It's better, They're better off with Kimba than Kyrie for sure. I agree with that. It just Kyrie's the bigger name. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Last but not least in the week that was, last night on ESPN pay-per-view or whatever it's called, Tyson Fury won a second-round TKO to remain the lineal heavyweight champion. So did you watch the fight or see the highlights at all? I told you I was camping. I absolutely did not see it. Well, you came home today. I, I will know. say this. I was at my uh, in-laws today, and we were having the Father's Day uh, lasagna lunch. And I had lasagna for Father's My brother-in-law day. hit me up, and he was like, uh, did you – see the Tyson Fury fight, and he started telling me about all about Tyson Fury, which I knew nothing about, and because the heavyweight division, let's be real, is a joke. He told me all about him and was, you know, gave me his, basically his Wikipedia. <laughs> That's nice of him. Yeah, I thought so. Well, he, he basically uh, came out and, and pummeled this guy in the second round where he just stood in the corner with these gloves up, and after about 15 straight throws and no reaction, the ref decided it was probably best to call it while this guy's still on his feet. I mean, isn't that sad, though? That's where we're at in the heavyweight division because, like, no one knows about any of these guys. I don't know if it's the fact that there's a lack of star power there or the... So that's why you need Ruiz and Fury. Yeah, I mean, but the combination of st- lack of star power and uh, the UFC is so much bigger now than it used to be. No one knows these big-name heavyweights. It's all about branding. UFC is an entire singular company that brands itself, boxing... Don King is no longer what he was. Right. <laughs> We're in a different world now. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, you've, you've got to go hot off the press with Ruiz because everyone was in love with that fight. And now you got to put them together. Let's see what happens. Let's get it on. Exactly. <laughs> well, that was the week that was. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Thank you. So, as always, we're going to take a minute and do our social media rewind. We did happen to hit over 1.1 million people as a reach on Facebook. So, Mr. Brown, I appreciate your hard work on that. I can't believe we're there, but we're there. And let's see where we can go. Hey, let's keep going. So, don't forget, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is out there. We are there. So, just find We Don't Know Sports. But real quick, things that we found humorous and decided to share with the world. Number one, Key and Peel football names. We know it's an old video, but it always gets a good laugh. What's your favorite name on there? Dan Smith. <laughs> remember, that's where I got my fantasy team. I one year was DeJas- DeJasper Preben Crux III. I remember that. 
Uh, we did put a poll out there. Kevin Durant coming back. Would he help change the tone of the series? What do you think the audience said? I'd say no. The audience said no. We also put a poll out there. Would you rather be a Hall of Famer or would you rather win a championship? I'd say the majority said Hall of Famer. They did say Hall of Famer. And I think we were saying, would you rather be Carl Malone or Rick Fox, right? Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I'd definitely rather be Carl Malone than Rick Fox. I mean, Rick Fox did have Vanessa Williams for a while, though. I'm just saying. I got you. Give me Carl Malone all day. All right, 22 years ago this past week, we had a couple things happen. We had the flu game or the... The hangover game. What else do they call it? The food poisoning game. It doesn't matter. It was great. He came out, and, and right now he's getting compared to Paul Pierce taking a dump in the wheelchair or whatever happened. I, I'll be honest. I, I put it on there, and I, I was shocked at how much criticism he got from that. Basically, it was like Scotty was saying, don't drink that next shot of Hennessy, and he drunk it anyway, and then he came to the game, and you know he still destroyed them and won the game, but it wasn't the flu at all. They said I mean, they they won the finals, right? Yeah, I mean, they uh, won. Just a story. You know what else happened twenty two years ago? What's that? They created interleague play. Epic failure. <laughs> you remember in Living Collar, Men on Film? Yeah. So here you go. Interleague play. Hated it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give it to me one more time. Interleague play. Hated, Hated it. <laughs> Oh, the St. Louis Blues. We talked about them earlier. They won. We saw the video, uh, not the video. We saw the picture of the guy with the tattoo from the 2015 championship run that never happened. So the good thing is if they would have won next year, 2020, that's a lot harder to fix on the tattoo than 2015. Yeah, 15 to a 19 is way easier. So good, good, good for him. Not bad. I saw your Coach of the Year video you put out there of uh, Little League. That was nice. After coaching this year, it don't surprise me if it was real. I'm going to be honest. Guys, you got to find it. Look at, watch it. DeMarcus Cousins, there was a little meme out about him. He uh, didn't didn't get to, well, he pulled the car Malone, didn't he? Yeah, it's kind of like that uh, insurance commercial with the dudes with the fishing pole and the dollar bill. <laughs> you didn't quite get it. <laughs> uh, 13, or not 13. But what also happened on this week in history, going back to baseball, Nolan Ryan. 235 pitches in 13 innings. And 19 strikeouts, correct? And I don't even care about that. I mean, but it'll never happen again. It will never happen again, ever. Never. Baseball records have become the most unbreakable records of any sport. And I love it for that. But, like, so much hate for Nolan Ryan. I love Nolan Ryan. Put him on my team. He's a warrior. He's a fighter. Ask Rob Ventura. Put him on my team any day. What else happened in this week in history? King Griffey Jr. in 1993 was the youngest player to ever hit 100 home runs. If you ask social media, Juan Soto's coming for it. <laughs> I'd be surprised if he catches him. I mean, he's just turned 21, but I hate Juan Soto. He's so arrogant when he even takes pitches. I love Junior. Sweetest swing in history. Sweetest swing. Should be the be- home run king had he not got hurt. And Cincinnati plagued his career, but it is what it is. 45 years ago this week, the Lakers also made another blockbuster trade for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't have the list of all the no-names they traded to get him from the Bucks, but I think it worked out pretty good for him then. I mean, absolutely. Showtime, skyhook, what more do you want? Then the most intriguing thing we put out in all of social media was, if you could change anything in the history of sports, what would you change? And we got hundreds and hundreds of comments here. What were some of the ones that stood out to you? I mean, there's like 400 comments. Like, and this hit home for a ton of people. A lot of people. I mean, a lot of them was the uh, the tuck roll game. 
I was on there quite a bit. The Norwood. Some people just said they wish Brady wasn't even born. Oh, absolutely. That's not really sports. That's that, like, that's pretty deep, man. <laughs> like in a dark room with a voodoo doll, kind of deep. <laughs> Joe Boo's helping. Down in Nolans. <laughs> Nolans. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, the Norwood, was it the wide right? or which, yep. Was it right right or wide yeah, left? Wide wide right. Plus, Nolans was on there talking about the, the game uh, with the phantom pass interference call. We had Babe Ruth wishing he never went to the Yankees. That's that's bizarre for me to see that on there because like the curse is over, guys. Like that shouldn't bother you yeah, that you much. Won, but I guess that, the older crowd probably is. That's got to hit hard stuff. though because you basically traded away the the most iconic player ever. The 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 one for me and a lot of Mountaineer fans was the thirteen to nine. You know our shot to win the national championship in football. Take away the pit game. That that personally hurt me more than anything else. And like I stated, for me it was a ninety one. Uh, World Series, Twins, Braves, freaking Kirby Puck at Jack Morris. I hate Jack <laughs> Morris. The fact he got in with the Veterans Committee, screw the Veterans Committee. That's all I want to say about that. You got a lot of traction on that, too. There was a lot of people that came in and chimed on that. Maybe not on that direct feed, but they were all over the place. I saw that multiple times. I mean, think about it. You got the, the veteran grizzled Morris versus the young up-and-coming John Smoltz, and they both went like what? Jack Morris went 10 innings, Smoltz went 9 innings. They lost. Braves lost one and nothing. Was there any uh, ridiculous ones that you saw on there outside of uh, what we've mentioned that you thought, like, come on, guys? I mean, there was people that was saying about, like, the Raptors and this. <laughs> oh, this Kyle Lowry's finals. missing his shot. They're like, I wish you would have hit more than just the backboard. <laughs> Draymond Green blocked that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was some stupid stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, there was the, uh, oh, Marshawn Lynch just giving the damn ball kind of game on the one. Yep, that was on there quite a bit. Yeah. And then, and then, not necessarily events that happened on the field. I did see the Munich Olympics with the Jewish uh, athletes being right. being murdered by the terrorists. Marshall plane crash was on there. Right. I mean, so there was there were some other ones. I, I saw uh, Reggie Lewis and uh, um, Lynn Bias make the list too. So you know, I mean, so it tell it shows you like how much sports across the world changes people's like lives and landscape and like just their demeanor and you know everything like this shows you how much sports has an effect on people in their daily lives because it's these things that they wanted to change it cuts deep man it does and 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 we're not talking about like small non-consequential change this would have been you know seismic shifts in the landscape of sports like, had these things happen what what would it change for these people's lives right and, and you know what it's it's so funny knowing all that i'm still the guy that will sit there and think that because i do certain things that impacts the game if i didn't watch this on tv they'd probably win if i just wear a different jersey it might help you know everybody does stupid things like that i'm the same way man if i wear a certain jersey certain type of hat if I didn't, shouldn't have flipped the game on, you know, I'm like, why did I turn it on? You know, I mean, all these superstitions, I feel like I have a little part in it. When in reality, I know I don't. Well, you know what Yogi Berra said about superstitions? Give me the, give me the knowledge, the numeric knowledge that don't add up. I don't believe in superstitious things. It's bad luck. <laughs> it's better than the mental and the physical thing that he said. Oh, 90, uh, 90% in the other half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what you do when you get to the fork in the road? What's that? Take it. <laughs> you never go wrong, brother. So our top story of the week definitely has to be the NBA Finals. The Warriors, who, you know, we have been on and off again about if we thought they were going to win or not. 
you know, they they definitely went through the gauntlet if they ever have. I don't, I don't think any team has ever experienced what they probably did in a postseason like they did this year. But anyway, going all the way back to, to last Monday, you had, you know, Kevin Durant comes comes back. He's playing. He's practicing. I guess he practiced like, what, one or two games maybe? One or, one or two days before the game? Yeah, roughly. So he comes back in, and how did Durant look? <laughs> Everybody kept saying he looked good. I was like, this dude's not moving around quick at all. All he's doing is knocking down open shots. Yep, he was. He had he had lift. He could jump, and and he's six eleven, so that helps. I didn't think he looked good at all. Like you could tell he was laboring. Well, and and how much of that is you know rust? You know, not playing for what seems like a month now, and you know, remember when he got hurt in that Western Conference Finals? I think we were watching it, and we said, I think he just hurt his Achilles. I just think he hurt his Achilles. Well, they said it was a calf injury. So in game five, you know, we got the video on our on our page. You can see the, the close-up visual of the snap, the, the vibration all the way up his leg, KD, torn Achilles. It didn't surprise me, I'm going to be honest, because like, I felt like he didn't make any cuts before that happened. He was literally running to his spot to shoot. But he scored 11 points. And his difference playing made his team win the game. They won the game. They survived. That's how good he is, though, because when he came out, he was knocking down threes. Correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't miss a shot that game. He had 11 points or something and didn't miss from the field. He might have missed one. I don't know. I don't think he missed. But like, I'll buy it. it was that big of a like a, a, a swing for Golden State to see. Our dude's out here. We're here to play. It was that big of a shot in the arm. And they came out and they, and they won the game because of that. Well, but then, you know, the the – Worryness sets in. You're you're feeling for your brother if you're you're a player for Golden State. You know he's he's gone. He left the arena, goes to the hospital or whatever. Then he goes and gets an MRI the following day, torn Achilles. Kevin Durant not only done for the rest of the finals, probably won't come back until late next season, if at all. I don't think he plays next season. So did, so we'll we'll talk about the decision on playing him here in a second. But fast forward, we get to we get to Game Six. Out in Oakland, Warriors are playing for everything just to keep keep this series going, trying to be the second team in history to come back from a 3-1 deficit. They got it to 3-2. And the Raptors and Warriors play a balanced game the whole entire way. We get, I think it's late in the third quarter, and Klay Thompson goes up for a dunk. I don't think it's a dirty play. He gets fouled, comes down. Man, it didn't look good. I mean, he just came down awkwardly on his knee. It was had a, a bat- funky angle to it. It was a basketball play. There was no um, issue there from the defensive side. He just came down wrong on his knee. So he he looks like he's done. They take him to the locker room, and then you know he's he's being told that if he doesn't shoot the free throws, he can't come back in the game. So you get one of the great moments in sports where they they he comes out of the tunnel. That place explodes. You know, I, I mean, it, it is like. It's like mankind after getting thrown off the hell in the cell and then coming back to fight the Undertaker again. Knowing he's done, got his butt whipped. I ain't quitting. And then he comes out and shoots the free throws, knocks both of them down, goes down and plays defense. You know, Warriors could have caught a timeout after the bucket. He goes down and plays defense, realizes he can't cut. No, I mean, after he knocked down the free throws, he legit, like, took off sprinting back down the floor to kind of show he was wanting to keep playing. And I was like, wow, is he going to stay in the game? Like, I'm going to be honest, as a sports fan, I'm watching sports forever, though. This moment captivated me. I, you, you, you started to really want to pull for the Warriors. 
Yeah, I mean, and I absolutely hate the Warriors, and I was wanting the Raptors to win the first championship, but they, I, I feel like the Warriors kind of won me over with this series because they're one of the most unluckiest teams in the history of the NBA Finals. Steve Kerr, the whole team, they kept battling and battling and battling, and they made it a series. I and mean, we've talked about how people want to call them a super team, and they are. But outside of the Kevin Durant signing, everything else was organic. So it's a little easier to pull for them. But usually when you talk about a super team, you don't have heart like this. I mean, this is this is like the heart of a gritty, scrappy team that has no business beating somebody, but they're able to do it. And, you know, Clay Thompson realizes that he can't cut laterally, you know. Tell Steve Kerr, give me a couple minutes and I'll be okay. Goes back to the locker room. You can tell if you have a torn ACL. I'm sure they told him that. Followed up on the MRI the next day. Turned out he had a torn ACL, so he's done for the rest of the year. No, but you saw Doris's uh, immediate response in her interview. The first interview, she was like, more to come on uh, Clay Thompson. He just went back in the back and he just, we're going to let you know how it is. And then like three minutes later, she looked, I guess he heard the bad news, and she was like, and her whole demeanor changed. She it was, was like just, somebody died. She was just like, guys, Clay Thompson's not returning to this game. Uh, that's all I got right now. Back to you. You're not even doing it justice. I mean, she was so she was, melancholy. She was upset. I mean, because, I mean, this is a fun. You don't want the best players to go out, for no, one don't. thing. And then for a guy to come back and battle that way and then being told, sorry, man, your ACL's done. I mean, that, that sucks. But all that being said, the Warriors kept battling. The game goes down to the wire. You know, you, you get you get a good open look at the end. You you get Steph Curry gets a good shot at a three, misses it. There's a scramble for the ball. Time's winding down. It's going across the backcourt line. Draymond Green dives for it, calls a timeout. Everybody wanted to rip Draymond Green for calling a timeout with .9 seconds left on a loose ball that if he would have picked it up or got a hold of it, what was he going to do, throw it over his head without looking from 80 feet away? Like, this is ridiculous. So, I, I told you that night we were watching the game. What was trending on Twitter? Weber. Weber. C-Web. You idiots. You freaking idiots out there comparing that to this. Nothing similar. Like, they are going to lose the game anyway at that point. So, like, there was nothing he could have done to save the game. So stupid. But Curry had his chance to be the hero, to be his goat. You know, couldn't do it. And, you know, the Raptors close it out. Kawhi shoots technicals, and, and the Raptors pull off, you know, not necessarily one of the biggest upsets ever because, you know, it, there's no asterisks to me. The Warriors were definitely injured and banged up and hurt. I think it still makes it a legitimate championship for Toronto. I'm not taking it away from him, but to, I don't think you can say it's one of the biggest upsets in history. I agree with you 100%. Now, everyone being healthy, I, what happens? It might go seven. For who? I think it's still Golden State. So Golden State would have won in seven. Yeah, but I, again, I hate saying that because then it's like, oh, sorry, Toronto, you got no, lucky. No, no, I mean, but like to say that it's going to go seven, I mean, that shows you right there that Toronto was a formidable opponent. Well, what did Toronto do really, really well in that series? They did a lot of things well. They played defense well. That's what I'm asking. Right I there. love that boxing one strategy. I mean, <laughs> once Nick Nurse realized there's no Clay, there's no Durant, I'm going to box on one Curry, and I want you to stop me in NBA style, and they couldn't do it. I mean, they harassed, harassed. Like, I even heard Steve Kerr in the press conference. He said that I kind of felt bad for Steph because they harassed him and hounded him the entire series. And they did. I mean, so to me, even in youth basketball or any youth sports, I mean, the moral of the story is if you feel like you've got a competitive edge with whatever your team brings to the table, use it. Don't care about anybody who's going to ridicule you. 
If you think it's going to take you over the top, you do it, and you're going to win the game. I mean, don't be afraid to pull those cords. So how does it feel to say NBA champion Toronto Raptors? I mean, like you said, I love it, but it's it seems kind of with an asterisk, but I'm not going to say there is. I would like it more if Kawhi would stay and try to do it again. I agree. Which won't happen. Why not? I wish it would. You can't predict what this guy's going to do. He ain't staying. But if he would stay and defend his turf, that makes it so much better. I mean, if he wants to put a chip on his shoulder, now's the time to do it, right? Because he's already got two. He got one early with the Spurs. Now he got a second one with the Toronto Raptors. Everyone dogged him. But with the Spurs, it wasn't his team. Right. He was a supporting player. A damn good one. Yeah. You know, don't, he was one of the best but, players but on the he, team. He got two. But they were a cast. But my point is, is he's already got two out of the way. He has nothing to prove. Like, he's Kawhi Leonard. He's got two more than what Charles Barkley ever got. <laughs> so, but that, I think when you talk about Kawhi, he's the type of guy that says, well, I don't have anything to prove. I'm going to go live where I want to live. Yeah, he don't really care at this point. It's kind of twofold for him because it's like, do I want to like keep winning championships or do I just – Go take amount of money because I've already won two and I don't care anymore. I'm not saying I don't care, but like the point is he has nothing to prove. You know who else doesn't have anything to prove? Who's that? Jeremy Lin. I love that meme, by the way. Jeremy Lin, NBA champion. It was like talking about him and Carmelo. It was talking about <laughs> all these things about how they just keep grinding and keep fighting. You'll be an NBA champion. And they're like, this, folks, is Jeremy Lin. <laughs> and he's like on the side. It's fantastic. It was great. Oh, Lynn's sanity has not died. No, I mean, still going strong. That's, that's hilarious. Did he log any minutes in the finals? No, I never seen him. I, I don't think he played a single minute. Here's another thing that intrigued me about Kawhi. Okay, you had the whole ordeal with him in San Antonio last year. He didn't play, right? Right. He was doing this whole. I'm injured. I'm not injured. Whatever. But he didn't play. But like after watching him on this stretch of playoffs, him and Pop in their interviews couldn't be any more similar. No, they're very much the same. Like how do they not get along? Him and Pop look like they're a match made in heaven. Uh, maybe, maybe Pop didn't like coaching himself. But is it? You see the similarities? <laughs> I I think what it came down to more than anything is Kawhi wanted to get paid. You know, and the and the Spurs have always been that collection of talent, and and he wants to get that max deal, and that that wasn't happening. But, but could he have not done that this year and played for them and still went and got a max deal? You would think so. What would that change him going to Toronto? Well, he didn't want to go to Toronto. Well, they they punished him. <laughs> they punished him. And now you in a championship by our punishment. <laughs> what type of punishment is that? <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> I'll banish you to Canada. I mean, you think about that. You can go back to the summer. All these talking heads talking about how he's going to you know NBA Siberia, Toronto, Toronto. You know, they're not. You can't even stay in the country. They. <laughs> He won the damn title. I guarantee you. If like and a, finals MVP. A foreign country is going to interrogate Popovich. They would tie him down and make him listen to Kawhi's laugh over and over and over. <laughs> uh, Boardman is uh, is an interesting guy. But I will say I saw the post-game celebration where he's wearing goggles and all that stuff in the locker room. And you, you saw it started to see it was a little fun. And did you see the the – excerpt before Rachel Nichols interviewed him and Kyle Lowry where it was just them kind of sitting backstage talking. I didn't see that. I'll show you later. It's fantastic, but you, you can start to see why people like him that's on his team. Oh, I'm, I absolutely want him to stay because 
just think of him and Giannis for years to come, for the next four years or whatever, fighting it out in the Eastern Conference. Absolutely. Then not, now the Eastern Conference might actually take over the Western Conference and be like, this is the ticket right here. They can be the ones. Because and, and, and the Warriors, let's be real, that dynasty's probably over. So let's jump to that real quick. What now happens with Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant? Oh, this is the first time in history that I can ever think of that you got a dynasty. You got two all stars, probably one, arguably the one, the best player in the whole league, and they're both sitting out probably the next year. At least three quarters of the season, it seems like. So I've never seen nothing like it. Like, well, KD's a free agent. And, uh, but he has the option to take the $31 million. I'm taking that. Like to me, I'd take the $31 mil. Sit out a year, and then see what I can get in free agency. Because what team, what team would willingly go sign a thirty-one-year-old Kevin Durant, and pay for, more than that multi-year for, for a max contract, knowing that you're basically not going to get him this year? The Knicks. That's about a Knicks Absolutely. thing to do. That is that is a New York Knicks thing to do, isn't it? The Knicks are the only team to worry about. But like to me, he's got a he. I guess him and his agent has to feel. Am I going to get this amount of money long term? Do I take the one year deal and just sit out and collect that check and then come back next year for my money deal? I think. What if the Knicks said, "Hey, I don't even know what the super max is right now. Do you they, know what it is? You can only do super max if it's your if it's, if your, it's your team guy. That you're on. Yeah. All right. So what can the Knicks offer? Do you have any clue? I don't know. It's so a lot. let's say that the Knicks can be like, we're going to offer you thirty six million for the next seven years, and he's going to get thirty thirty one. He's going to sit out a year. He's going to take the Knicks deal right now. Yep. I mean, I still see the Knicks doing that. But he's got to make a decision, you know, before, before he that. can negotiate. He's got to. He's got to kind of gamble. He's got to gamble on himself. Yeah, I think. I honestly think who at the market. Right. I would sit there and just take the thirty-one. Mile. All right. So he's got, so we're we're going to say Katie's on the market. What about Clay? Clay, he's free agent too, right? Yep. I think Clay's on the market. You don't think the Warriors are signing? Well, I mean, it's kind of a domino effect with Durant. I feel like if Durant does, if he if Durant bets on himself, I feel like Clay will be back in Golden State. Is okay. that fair? Yeah, I mean, they're getting one of them, right? Not both, right? I feel like if Durant bets on himself, Clay will be back because he'll settle and then he'll try to re up with Curry and let's run it again. See how we can do without uh, Durant. They're gonna sign both of them. You think they're gonna sign both of them? Oh, you're out of your mind. They're going into a new arena. They got the money. There's a cap. And there's a luxury tax. Okay. They can do it. No, nah, ain't happening. They can do it. Uh, they absolutely can. The all, here's, the, here's the hardest part is, you know who's a free agent next year? Draymond Green. Let him go. I mean, and that, that's what you're, you're starting to weigh. But you can do, if you're Golden State, you can do it and you can pay a luxury tax. But you are – the biggest brand in basketball right now. You never knew a Warriors fan other than Danny Tanner until the past five years. And Mr. Cooper. There you go. Don't My leave bad. him out. Sorry, guys. So <laughs> outside of Danny Tanner and, and Mr. Cooper, now all of a sudden you got Warriors fans everywhere. Yo, keep that together. Who don't even know who Latrell Sprewell is. I mean, ask PJ Carlissimo who he is. He'll who? tell you. Who's that? Exactly. They don't know. He will choke a bitch. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you're saying they're getting one or the other. More likely, Clay Durant goes. Uh, that's what I, that's my prediction. 
I'm saying that because of the injuries, they're going to find a way to make it work. To prove everybody wrong? Not just to prove everybody wrong. It's just these guys are going to be hurt. There's going to be a little ego involved. They're going to want to stay. Plus, they all genuinely enjoy each other. It, they it, seem this, – this whole run made me feel like they were a cohesive unit. I mean, especially when you saw the fight at the end. Like, they did not go down without swinging. Right. So, I I hope they do because I think the rest of the NBA is starting to catch up with them. I agree with you. I have one little side note for you, though. All right. Boogie Cousins. He bet on himself. He did. <laughs> for $5 million for one year. Where does he go from here? I think I think Boogie's probably giving him a decent chance to at least get a contract with another team. He's not going to get anything great. I have no idea where he's going to go. He's, like, lost in time. He's a big that can – Kind of shoot a three every now and then, but let's be honest. He's he's more of a real big. He's, he's a powerful Traditional center. Big. Yeah, he, that's where he needs to be. So, I don't know. The Memphis Grizzlies. I'd like, love to see Boogie in the East. I mean, where the Knicks, they'd probably sign him. No, we don't want him on the Knicks. He's going to go to the Knicks. I'm just saying, I, I'm wondering if a team will show out money because he did have flashes of uh, good stuff in yeah. the finals, but he hasn't shown he's been consistently healthy. So, no team's really going to show out multi-year deal. I wonder if – Someone's not going to hit it up more like an annual value for a one-year deal. Yeah, he might maybe get another, reestablish. He again. might get another one year and see if he can do it. Since he couldn't do it a whole year with Golden he could, State, he should go back to the Pelicans. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be awesome. That would be. Now that now that the unibrow's gone, I can take over. Send him back to the Pelicans because that's an <laughs> up and coming team now. Well, that is all for the show this week. Thank you for listening to the We Don't Know Sports podcast. Don't forget to check us out on all the social media avenues we mentioned during the show. Have a wonderful week, and we'll do it again next time. Until then, have a wonderful, wonderful week of sports.